It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels and hot on the heels of everything we've spoken about regarding the Israeli-Palestinian confrontation. You have a whole bunch of Americans that are supposed to be for peace. They're against funding the war in the Ukraine And we need to stop war everywhere. We need to bring the money home, bring the troops home. We need to fix America first. Well, now they are just frothing at the mouth to start basically a genocide over in the Gaza Strip. And there are very well-known people doing this. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she tweeted out, Hamas are worse than animals. Cutting off babies' head is unspeakable completely evil. Anyone that is pro-Palestinian is pro-Hamas. And they're also trying to make the connection between Hamas and ISIS when it was just the year before where we found out stories that Hamas was going after ISIS and Israel was supporting ISIS with logistics, medical care, and all of the rest. So now they're trying to change the narrative with all of this and make it so Americans, are mostly dumb Americans, are trying to make this connection as to why Israel is acting the way it's acting, because they're fighting out against ISIS itself. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is so pumped up about the supposed story, which, by the way, only has one source, and the woman that reported on this, I don't have her name in front of me, is uh, a, basically an Israeli government mouthpiece, and her only source is a soldier, and the quote is allegedly. Now, they also did—so so before I move on, what does that mean? It means that we've only got one Israeli government source for this story, and it is, quote-unquote, alleged. So you have to look at this stuff with a jaundiced eye. They did release some kind of footage that looks like it was a bunch of, I I don't know, I I would assume blackened bodies on the back of a flatbed. It is a nighttime photograph, so you can't necessarily make out what's in that photograph. It looks grisly, but you can't tell. So this is just going on one source that is alleged. Like I said the other day, you've got to be very, very suspicious about what's coming out because all you have to do, and I've tried to do it, uh, but a lot of this stuff has been memory hold since my college days on propaganda. Um, all you have to do is look at prior wars, whether you're talking about World War One, the Spanish-American War, uh, World War II. They always talk, and also, by the way, the Spanish Civil War uh, right before World War Two. Uh, all of the propaganda photos and uh, posters, they all talk about how the Hun was killing children. And you saw these artistic renditions of German soldiers with babies hanging off of their bayonets. So the idea that they need to go into some country because children are being killed and maimed and slaughtered is not new. It's the same playbook a hundred years later. Does everybody remember the, uh, the, what was this? They had the rape rooms in Iraq before they went in there. And supposedly Saddam Hussein's own soldiers were going into incubators and raping and chill and killing newborns. So you had that story, which ultimately turned out to be false to begin with. So, like I said, we are in the midst of a massive, massive propaganda war, and you basically can't trust anything other than the fact that there is some confrontation going on between Israel and Hamas. 
and Israel is leveling buildings. You even had Israeli politicians. Uh, let me see if I can dig up her name real quick because I'm not sure. Oh, here we go. What's her name? What's her name? What's I can't read. Uh, Tally Gottlieb. Uh, T-A-L-L-Y-G-O-T-L-I-V. She tweeted out in Hebrew, Jericho missile, Jericho missile, strategic alert before considering the introduction of forces. Doomsday weapon. This is my opinion. May God preserve all our strength. So what is she talking about when she's referencing the Jericho missile? And I sincerely hope that a lot of people are aware what she is talking about, particularly the Americans in political office that are more than happy to start a third world war. What she's referring to is a low-yield nuclear weapon. She wanted to launch low-yield nuclear weapons into the Gaza Strip to level it and basically incinerate 2.5 million people. Is this the glittering jewel of democracy in the Middle East that is America's most stalwart ally that is protecting the world against the ravages of radical Islam? Does that sound like it? Somebody committing war crimes against 2.5 million people in a matter of seconds if they were to do something like that? And don't think that Joseph Biden is going to shy away from a confrontation like this because you can find quotes from him back in, I think, the 80s or the 90s, said essentially that if Israel didn't exist, America would create Israel because that allows American interests to flourish all throughout the Middle East. And this was before, obviously, the Americans went into Iraq and leveled everything over there. So they were using Israel as a bargaining chip in the Middle East to make sure American interests were being served. So all of these people want this. And when you're talking about presidents and people in ultimate control of ultimate power with the nuclear football and the gold codes, Nikki Haley, who, by the way, sits on the board of defense contractors, in other words, warmongering industries, she came out and said no decent person can watch the video of young people being murdered at a music festival in southern Israel without feeling horrified. It's awful, and there's no excusing it, no matter what you think of Israel's policies in Gaza. So she also... And, uh, well, wait a minute. That was Vivek Ramaswamy. I said the wrong thing here. I didn't read the quote... Or I read the quote inaccurately. That's Vivek Rabasalami uh, going against Nikki Haley. So let's do some live filler here. Uh, let's look up the exact quote that Nikki Haley made about Israel because it got Vivek all in a tizzy. So she is obviously going to promote everything she possibly can about going to war. She said, we have to stand with Israel against this evil. We have to. I strongly believe you can't destroy what God has blessed, and God has blessed Israel. And she went further when I became governor uh, and all this other crap. So uh, basically what she has done is she is going out there, and she is making sure that she is going to support Israel in every way possible. And what does she mean by that? She means giving more money. 
to Israel, giving um, more support when it comes to training and weapons and whatever else. And what's interesting about all of this is that you have these people that are supposedly supposed to be these these individuals that are supporting peace, right? They want America out of everywhere. And why do they always want these wars? They always want, I, you know, it's bothering the ever-living S out of me because I had the quote from Nikki Haley and now I can't find it. It's just utterly infuriating. And the article that I'm looking at references Ramaswamy being upset with what Nikki Haley says, but it doesn't say what Nikki Haley, what the Nikki Haley quote was. I mean, how dumb of an article do you have to write to not even reference the quote that the article is actually about? I mean, how stupid of these people. <laughs> anyway, uh, so fudging right along, we'll just go with what Vivek Ramaswamy said uh, about what he was upset about. And he basically said, if you serve in the U.S. Congress or in the executive branch of government, you have a moral duty to think in the way of peace, right? Importance towards American leadership of maintaining a balance. You serve the U.S. and its population. You have no moral authority except to extend to the extent that you represent your fellow Americans. GOP presidential candidates criticized the reckless and aggressive rhetoric from Nikki Haley and she wrote as well, along with this quote that he's upset about, finish them. In other words, level Gaza, destroy everybody in Gaza. And then Lindsey Graham, of course, he's out there. He can't get into a war fast enough. And Ramaswamy continued along. This is not sober leadership. She's a child and she is throwing a tantrum, ignorant, bloodthirsty. Yet no one in Washington is scolding her. In fact, they aped her hysteria. Once a war like that starts, referencing Israel and Hamas, you could easily imagine the use of nuclear weapons and all that entails. Millions dead, the collapse of a global economy, and this is a formula for getting to World War III. And if you're someone like Nikki Haley who is going to profit off of World War III, I think you're disqualified from being president of the United States. Like I've referenced, if she sits on the board of... Plenty of other organizations and defense contractors. Then you you know what she's going to promote. You know what she's going to be pushing for. It's it's not something that is surprising to anybody. And they're all on the same side, and they all view America the same way. Look at what Biden has done. Look at all of the hundreds of billions of dollars that have gone any, everywhere. And this comes from Netanyahu back in 1990. America is a golden calf, and we will suck it dry, chop it up, sell it off piece by piece until there, there is nothing left but the world's biggest welfare state that we will create and control. This is what we do to countries that we hate. We destroy them very slowly. This guy has no love for America, and he has no love for anything, or no appreciation, I should say, for any of the billions of dollars that America has given him over the years. So this is the kind of mindset that these elites have. And the elites in America are the same way. They don't care about America. They just want to make sure their pockets are lined and their families are taken care of and all of that. 
They don't care if they screw you over or me over, just as long as they're okay. But a lot of this is going on, and not many people are paying attention to what is still going on in uh, the rest of the world, particularly Eastern Europe and the Ukraine and, uh, and all of that. So uh, this is not a story that made a lot of headlines. Finland, Estonia, undersea pipeline in the Baltic has been deliberately damaged. Wow, doesn't this sound familiar? Where have we heard this story before? Oh, I don't know. Could it be Nord Stream? That's right. There is supposed to be a Baltic connector from Estonia to Finland so that they can transfer oil and, well, not oil, but energy back and forth, and that has been deliberately sabotaged. I wonder who could have caused that. I sincerely doubt it was the Russians because basically NATO controls that area of water. So there's no way that the Russians are going to be able to get in there without any sort of detection. But maybe, just maybe, there was a NATO exercise taking place in the area. And maybe there were bombs hooked up to the Baltic connector. So now these two countries are forced to use LNG. Well, who owns LNG? LNG is thankfully American. So LNG is going to have a very hefty payday because now it's all going to go, all this profit, all the sales, all going to go to the Americans. Same concept, same playbook that they did with Nord Stream 2 and Nord Stream 1, where the Americans were very concerned about Germany becoming independent from America. And so Germany was going to be a powerhouse in the EU once again, thanks to cheap and affordable Russian fuel. But since that was destroyed, now Germany has taken down a few notches and ultimately reliant upon the United States for all of its energy needs. That's the same thing that's going on here. They're trying to break the world up into various blocks that are reliant upon the UK and the United States. But there was something else that occurred. This is from Giza Death Star referencing a uh, speech from Putin. And I think it's relevant because the Russians also came out with a follow-up on their... Uh, their releases when it comes to the nuclear, chemical, and biological protection troops uh, that are basically going into the Ukraine and finding out what the United States was doing with their weapons of mass destruction, biolabs. So Putin said something along the lines, we launched the process of, a, of building a new and what we saw as a more just world order energetically and with goodwill when the Soviet Union collapsed. It is a boon that our country can make a huge contribution because we have things to offer our friends, partners, and the world as a whole. And Putin even referenced that he tried to join NATO and considered it, and they threw it at the United States. Perhaps we should also join NATO, he said. But no, NATO does not need a country like ours. No, I want to know what else do they need. We thought we became part of the crowd, got a foot in the door. What else were we supposed to do? There was no more ideological confrontation. What is the problem? I guess the problem was their geopolitical interests and arrogance towards others. Their self-aggrandizement was and is the problem. So what he's saying is, is that there's a lot of haughtiness on the American side. 
And the American side, they need a constant enemy because their whole industry is reliant upon the war industry. They need to have an enemy just beyond the horizon, and they need to be able to beat up low- to middle-income countries that are filled up with brown people so that the regular ham and egger, knuckle-dragger American doesn't think too much about it when the military goes in and bombs them back to the Stone Age. So on and on it went, and he talked about the Crimea situation and Sevastopol and how they were being threatened with ethnic cleansing in the Nazi spirit, which he's right. He's absolutely right. Look at what they're doing over there. But here's the problem, and this is the real warning in all of this. Putin finished this with, I will say more, for centuries, such behavior led to the replication of one thing, meaning how NATO was approaching things, how NATO was acting, uh, the threat of nuclear war, not stopping wars, that kind of mindset. For centuries, such behavior led to the replication of one thing, big wars, with various ideological and quasi-moral justifications invented to justify these wars. Today, this is especially dangerous. As you know, mankind has the means to easily destroy the whole planet and ongoing mind manipulation unbelievable in terms of scale, leads to losing a sense of reality. Wowee! Does that sound like a massive warning to everybody in the West? An ongoing mind manipulation, unbelievable in terms of scale, leads to losing a sense of reality. In other words, if you really want to pick a fight with us, you can, but it isn't going to go in the way that you think it's going to go. Your propaganda is too much. The amount of manipulation, mind manipulation, that you're putting your civilizations through is beyond the scope of reality. And they and you are going to have a very, very rude awakening if you continue this fight. Which brings us to the report that the uh, chief of nuclear, chemical, and biological protection troops of the armed forces of the Russian Federation uh, brought up the other day. And I'm going to skim through it real quick. Under the pretense, and they, they, basically the whole gist of these reports, they are bringing to the fore the crimes against humanity that the United States is funding, basically researching very, very dangerous gain-of-function viruses, uh, trying to create uh, viral chimeras where you're combining uh, the worst of a virus, the worst of a cold, you know, on and on. All these different, different types of components of various illnesses into one type of illness and then spreading it all over countries, but making it look like it came from a natural source. Hello, COVID. Under the pretense of support to develop national health care systems, he says, efforts on countering bioterrorism and proliferation of biological weapons threats, many states got in the sphere of U.S. military interests. Moreover, the U.S. Department of State takes a part in bio programs at the territory of a number of states. In other words, Fauci, 
Clinton, Obama, they all outsourced their weapons of mass destruction research. And they put it in countries all across Africa, Central Asia, Eastern Europe, and Asia itself. To cover up clients and goals of, con of conducted research, Washington involves third-party contractors, money laundering, EcoHealth Alliance, Metabiota. These include contractors and intermediary organizations, Metabiota, CH2M Hill, EcoHealth Alliance, and more than 20 other companies. Nonprofit and non-governmental organizations are used to cover up to conceal U.S. State Department involvement. In other words, like I said, money laundering. According to acquired documents, in one year alone, sums were allocated to ensure the participation of at least 80 companies. Barack Obama's involvement in the promotion of the U.S. biological weapons programs abroad was reported by the Romanian information resource Flax24. The publication noted that the U.S. president has been promoting the military biological program at the stage of the State Department's involvement in this activity. So, in other words, it's exactly what we said. The State Department is the nexus of all of this funding all of these crimes against humanity and then they reference that california biolab everybody remember that one where they found this bizarre uh lab that uh, in california where nobody knew where it came from and they thought it was run by the chinese and then it had covid mice in there and all sorts of bizarre stuff three committees of the u.s congress at once began to examine the activities of prestige biotech which had rented the premises where the federally prohibited research was carried out according to the information available prestige biotech is registered in the state of nevada and allegedly by accident the biolab that was subject to the investigation is located in close proximity to the u.s navy base in kings county in which the navy plays the role of one of the main clients and coordinators of research Prestige Biotech purchased more than 20 titles of pathogenic microorganisms, laboratory equipment, and animals for undeclared purposes. Chinese experts commenting on the briefing of the discovery of the clandestine biolab in Ridley, California, noted that the U.S. lacks proper control over the result of its dual-use research and development. What do they mean by that? Well, the United States makes this argument. The reason why we develop these weapons of mass destruction is so that we can combat against them if we ever find them being used against our citizens. So we need to create these chimeric weapons of mass destructions in order to combat them. Well, you wouldn't have to combat them if you weren't creating them in the first place because they're not normally found in nature. You're looking at criminals. You're looking at massive, massive criminals that should be locked up and have no contact with the rest of humanity for the rest of their lives. The clandestine nature of the work, the report continues, is evidenced by the fact that the FBI and the State Department of Health and Human Services refuse to provide information about the laboratory's activities and representatives of these agencies were summoned to the U.S. Congress to provide confidential information. The Pentagon will be establishing a journal of classified publications on chemical and biological defense by Morgan Minyard of the U.S. Department of Defense's Directorate of Threat Reduction Agency. The Pentagon proposes 
the establishment of an editorial committee that would clean up for publication of scientific papers of interest to the U.S. intel community, as well as classified dual-use papers that, quote-unquote, could cause irreparable damage to national security and accumulate them in a separate repository with limited access. So what does that all mean? It means that the Pentagon doesn't even know what it has. And as this information comes out, they are in damage control. They are panicked because they know what they are doing is massively illegal in international law. They know they are committing, potentially, crimes against humanity if any of these chimeric viruses are released. Because some of these viruses and some of these weapons can target genotypes. They can target Slavic genes. They can target Chinese genes. They can't target blue genes, but they can target African genes, South American genes. You get it, right? That's why this is so important, because the United States is one of the most, one of the largest threats. Sorry, I lost my voice there for a minute. One of the largest threats to humanity with this kind of research. And so the intel community, along with the Pentagon, is trying to now aggregate all of their research. They don't even know what they have. And they want to make sure that nobody ever knows what they'll ever have. And so basically they're going to classify everything that has been designated as dual use. Well, if it's dual use and it's meant to protect the public, don't you think that it would be beneficial for the planet at large to know that the United States has come up with remedies to fight against these dastardly viruses and chimeric viruses out there? So in case they do find this stuff in a population, we know that the United States has the remedy for it and could stop the outbreak. But that's not what this is all about. That's just the justification to continue the research. They want to create weapons of mass destruction. They want to hide the fact that they have this stuff all across the planet, in countries all across the world. This is their insurance policy. Mark my words. If countries don't do what the United States State Department demands them to do, then, oh, there just may be a lab leak somewhere. And then you're going to be up the creek in trying to deal with this outbreak. I don't understand how a story like this is not front-page news all across the West. This has nothing to do with Russia or the United States or war or anything like that, right? This has to, this has to do specifically with being a human on this planet because you've got these megalomaniacs that are hell-bent on destruction and reducing the population. All of these people are in some bizarre kind of death cult, whether they realize it or not. This kind of research needs to be stopped. There needs to be an open book. Who has what? What kind of research has been done? There needs to be a new level of dialogue, a new point of view from all parties involved in this kind of research, whether that's Russian, Chinese, UK. They all do it, but there needs to be a new form of dialogue. Yes, we did this kind of research. No, we don't want to kill anybody, but this is what we found out so far. And we need to combine all of this information into one massive database so that everybody can access it in an unmanipulated fashion. 
And so we know what they're up to, and we know how to secure and keep civilization and keep the population as a whole safe. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me. Last Call Caravan on all of your social media platforms.